Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How you doing? How's everything going with you? Can't complain. Uh, another day, you know. Um, some uh, interesting news. Uh, I don't know if you saw Shannon Sharp. He's uh, he bought out of uh, of Undisputed. He's not going to be on the show uh, after the NBA Finals. It will be his last uh, his last time with uh, with Skip. Really? Yeah. That just oh, wow. Happened, just happened like broke like, like two hours ago. Did it? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Jeez. Yeah. yeah well, uh, that, that is news. Yeah. That is news. So, yeah, man. I, I, uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know that. But, but you, you kind of, you know, Shannon and Skip, you could tell it was just kind of running this course. You know, I just, it, it really, because I, I, I used to watch it. Kind of, you know, back then, obviously, during, you know, the season, you know, because of them going back and forth and the controversy, you know, Shannon always had some good things. You know, Skip was, you know, Skip, you know, what he gave and what he did. But, yeah, man, it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot more like Shannon kind of doing his, uh, uh, what is that that he has? His podcast. His podcast, but what is what's it called? It's, uh, Club it's, Shay Shay. Club Shay Show. He does a Club Shay Show, and I seen that, so I know he's been putting a little bit more time for that. Mm. So maybe, maybe he he enjoys getting out of the whole like corporate setting with with those guys, and you know, not dealing with it. With, what is it, Fox? Right? Yeah, Fox. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just like, shoot, maybe I could go ahead and do it some of my own, and I got a great following on that side over there. That yeah, it, it maybe with well, the. Uh... There's, there's like someone posted a photo. I was on, on the Twitter uh, on the, one of the tweets when they came out with this breaking news. It was uh, a picture of uh, Stephen A. Smith and a Shannon Sharp like, like hugging each other a couple months ago, and like everyone says Stephen A. Smith was recruiting him. <laughs> he was getting sharp in the portal that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, 
Maybe maybe Stephen A was like, look, I told you so. I told you it was going to happen. Didn't I tell you yeah. what it was? Because because Sharp used to be a guest host for First Take back in the day when when Skip and uh, Stephen A were on that together. So I mean, he does have a pre relationship with Stephen A. A lot of those guys do with, with Stephen A. They all know him and stuff. Yeah. I I thought would be interesting. You know, you have JJ Reddick who's doing the the NBA thing. He's got his podcast on ESPN or it's not on ESPN, but he's got a successful podcast. Sharp also has a successful podcast called Shay Shay. So. You got two guys who are former NBA player, former NFL player. You literally just put them, let them have a show together. Two eloquent guys, very knowledgeable and know, obviously, played in the, the, the sports for such a long time. And they can, yeah. very eloquent guys, they can easily have a show together. And I think that would probably dominate most of these, these debate shows because you actually have two guys who, at least they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I like J.J. Reddick a lot. Uh, you know, he, he, he does a, a really good job. Duke guy. So, you know. Yeah. Been a fan of JJ Reddick for a long time, uh, but he, he does he does really good work. I like Shannon; he, he does a lot of work too. Mm-hmm. Really good, really is really funny. Keep you engaged a lot. So I, I heard he's had this whole this thing with uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Kwame Brown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kwame Brown. Now all of a sudden, so it's been kind of funny just to kind of watch that man. But I've, I've been look, I, I've been kind of I've been like I told you a little bit before this man. I've been dealing with you know family things and you know that god has been good let me put that god has been absolutely good in our lives uh dealing with these things and you know for the people that's asked about chad and you know chad is doing well yeah. and so you know he's getting getting stronger praise god praise god yeah. uh but also too man like i said this uh these things that that we see coming in life right when you see these things talk about shannon sharp and all these things that are out here fighting and, and that's this thing just is wild to me. It's just wild how these things just happen. Like just, you know, Shannon Sharp, here he is. All of a sudden, he's getting out of his contract with Skip. So, hey, I don't know. Maybe a good move. What do you think? Um, I mean, it obviously depends. I mean, I'm, I think that it's it's a weird time for this buyout to happen. I'm, and I'm sure with these big networks, I'm sure they've been talking about it for a long time. But – I think the heat of this whole thing. Remember that that one con- that weird conversation with him uh, about Brady, and when he said, "Oh, I think you know Tom Brady was better than you at your position. You know, he, he was oh, better yeah. than you in your sport." And that was where that weird that there was that weird tiff they had, and they had the Hamlin thing that happened a couple months after that, um, where you know uh, Shan called him out for you know saying what he said on Twitter. Um, yeah. That was where it was rocky. The last few months it seems like they probably talked behind the scenes, and they've, they've been you know they cordial at least on, on set and uh when you know in films after the whole Hamlin stuff so like I don't know but I could see him going to it and I think ESPN they're it seems like ESPN is trying to gobble up all the talent all over the place they just spent a, a lucrative deal on Pat McAfee getting Pat McAfee show and going to put on their airwaves so like are they going to get another t- a talent from Fox FS1 a very popular guy on social media and everything that Shannon does Bring him over. I could see ESPN doing that, and and, and Stephen A. doesn't have a other uh, debate partner. He hasn't had one since uh, Max Kellerman uh, left the show. So maybe Stephen, or maybe Shannon Sharp could fill that void. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Shoot, ESPN. Like, at what point do you get too many? Right, too many guys. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you can't watch all of them. I, mean, I know you would like to. Yeah. Maybe guys like keep it ESPN all day and let it roll and <laughs> whatnot. So yeah, but it it, it uh. Wherever Shannon goes, man, he's going to be successful. He's going he's gonna to do a good job wherever he goes, whoever gets him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hey, he just he probably just seems like, look, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, it's time to make some moves, make some changes. So so be it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, no, it's, it's gonna be interesting. It's, <laughs> it's almost like a new that's a new free agent out, right? That's a new free agent free agent out like that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, okay, where's Shannon gonna go next? Right. Well it's, it's funny. My brother, I, I think he tweeted, I retweeted it from the Chief Concerns account. He, I think he tweeted something like if this was wrestling, uh <laughs> uh Skip would bring on Kwame Brown to be his co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like NWO, then you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His Shane Sharp over there with that with the chair. Oh my God, what the heck's he doing here? What's Kwame Brown doing here? <laughs> oh my God, Kwame Brown coming off the top rope, coming out of the crowd. He's running down. Yeah. Do, do you do you remember? Uh, uh, was it was like it was WCW late nineties when like uh, DDP had Dennis Rodman as, or Carl Malone as his uh, as his tag partner, and NWO had Rodman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's when it started getting like a little bit like gimmicky. Like, oh, okay. Like, listen, look, we know neither one of them jokers is going to be out there really wrestling, okay? Yeah. All right, two. Carl, Carl won't do nothing, and then it's just scary, and he just drains. And just, it was wild. That was wild. Yeah, that, that was it, it, that was probably like the peak of wrestling, and after that, kind of like dropped uh, big time as far as the, the Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWF. But I remember WWF at the same time it to, to compete with what uh, what they were doing on WCW with the NBA players. I think they had Mike Tyson with the the, the, the Generation X on on uh, on WWF around that time. Really? See, I didn't know. I don't know. At, at that moment, it started. I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm kind of tuned out of that. Stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you, I mean, you grew up and you were up for like the the the, the real like the, the the best of the best of wrestling. Once it got to like the late nineties, that's when it kind of started to go a little like. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was when I'm talking about the era, uh, uh, WWF. I'm talking about. I had all of. I'm talking about the time when you know uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was doing the local stuff here in Lexington, Kentucky. You know, wow. so he's from around this area. You know, him and uh, uh, Leaping Lanny Papo, right? Who was the was the the, the genius. It was his brother. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about, man, Coco Beware. We're talking about the Junkyard Dog. We're talking about the British Bulldogs. We're talking about Legion of Doom. We're talking about the Hart uh, Foundation. Yeah, man. I mean, man, I'm talking about the whole Jimmy Hart, all those Bobby Heenan. I'm the, that's the era of wrestling that I that I watched. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, uh, Sergeant, uh, you know, was it Sergeant Slaughter? Iron Sheik. Yeah. You know, Nikolai, so Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik's tag Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny. That was, that was good wrestling back then. That was good wrestling. So, I, so yeah. I, my, my brothers, because my, my bro, all my brothers were around your age and stuff. I remember growing up, they had like the uh, remember the rubber dolls, the LJN figures with all, all those guys from that, that oh, yeah. era. They could pull them apart. You talking about that or not? Not, like, not those. Yeah. They had those two. It was the ones where like the the figurines were like set in the position. Like I think Jimmy Snuka's was like he 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 was like this pretty much. You couldn't really. They, they were rubber, but they were like big like that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that that I mean that is like the the prime of wrestling, and you you, you were lucky you got to uh, you got to witness that in the. Uh... Man, I, I you know I was I, it was funny because when I was in Philly, uh, some of us went to a. Uh, a you know, of course, they you know bring wrestling up. This is when the Rock started. I remember Rock coming into the uh, at the locker room with us. You know, even before he got famous, with that, I was just you know I was like, who's this guy? And so our, uh, our strength coach was really good friends with him. He was like, oh yeah, man, this guy's uh, you know Dwayne Johnson. His, his name is the Rock. And I'm like, okay, yeah, nice to meet you. And you know, was cool then. And then watching him blow up was like, oh wow, like that's wow. That's, that's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was crazy. That's uh, 
Animal, too. See, I, I, I was going back. I know we'd be talking about football, man, but I'm talking about this is some good stuff. Uh, uh, so I met, was it, oh, I can't think, maybe Animal. On, and wait, wait, George the Animal Steel? Or? Yeah, no, not George Animal Steel. It was Animal from, uh, it wasn't Legion of Doom at the time, uh, Road Warriors. Oh, right, right, right. You see them on the elevator. Talking to him and you know had a really good conversation. I'm like, man, I'm a fan of yours, man. He's like, oh, for real. He's like, yeah, he was cool, real cool. Uh, now I knew I tell you who I was. I, I, I was friends with uh, King Kong Bundy. Friends with King Kong Bundy, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our boy Stu. Stu knew him. He was from New Jersey. Him and Stu, he would come into Stu's uh, restaurant all the time. But that, yeah, that was King Kong Bundy, man. We had pictures. He came to the crib. Yeah, that's awesome. Kong, good people. God rest his soul. Do you remember his uh um a big deal in the northern virginia area there's a there's a pizza place um because back, back in the day and i guess wrestling was it was a hot spot in the dc area um yeah. uh, king kong buddy's tag partner big john stud had like had, he had gone to like this pizza place around here and like i think it it's, the pizza place is called angie's and apparently the his a photo of uh big john stud at the um eating pizza there is like he signed it and everything's on the wall <laughs> Kids my age, younger than that, don't even know who Big John Stud is. But like, yeah, you know exactly know who that is. Absolutely, man. Awesome. <laughs> great era, great era, great era. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good stuff. So what's, what's happening, man, in the Chiefs' kingdom? What's going on on, on the end of in the Chiefs' their world right now? What's, what's the good talk? What's so happening? we're gonna we're gonna tackle our guy uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the update that everyone's talking about, right. and um, right. uh, also uh, the tackle situation has been something that's been kind of a a big topic with OTAs based on Andy Reid's comments. Um, and then obviously we, uh, this isn't a topic tonight, but have you gotten a chance to see the Justin Ross catch uh, at, uh, at OTAs today? Everyone's the chief's Twitter accounts doing this purposely. They, they, they know what the fans want to see and that they're like playing right into the, the, the hype machine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, he caught, he's a talented guy, but go ahead. He caught a bomb. But like he was running full speed with it, so I think this is like the first time we've seen like a video of him like running full speed and like catching like like, like a bomb from Mahomes. Okay. So that's yeah. like a new like added touch to it. So it's not just like a normal like routes on air slant. He was running a bomb. I think he I think it was I think Nazi Johnson our, our guy was covering him on the play too. So um, yeah, so that's the that's the, that's the big hoopla right now. The OTA's uh, OTA uh, video clips from from today. So um, okay. yeah, so. We're going to get into uh, our first topic tonight. So, uh, big topic this offseason, tackles. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. being gone, obviously. You know, having um, you know Jawan Taylor, the, the, the big signing coming in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Andy Reid had confirmed to us that uh, Jawan Taylor has had, pl- has had a few practices at left tackle, which is something some people may have thought would be a thing, that, you know, he'd be getting some reps there. And Lucas Ning had been getting ta- uh, reps at right tackle. So, in the pictures that came out today, Jawan Taylor is clearly at right tackle. But yeah. in fact, Andy reconfirmed that they're playing kind of playing musical chairs, which you said this was going to happen. You said there's going to be kind of uh, everyone playing a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah. the uh, the quote was, "Yeah, so for the f- for a few practices, he Jawan Taylor was at left tackle, and Lucas Niang worked in the right tackle. I feel good about Niang too, so we're in a good place. I believe Taylor can do both, so I don't think that's a problem." And he got a few snaps at that. But listen, we've got two veteran guys, Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor, that have a lot of snaps under their belt at a high level. So we feel comfortable with that. So we'll see. We expect the guys behind him to compete, and we should be fine there. 
Yeah. So what is your take on that? Because uh, there's a lot of so obviously Chief fans they see that Juwan Taylor playing left tackle. It's like, oh man, look, look Donna Smith's uh, already uh, he's not gonna play left tackle. I mean, what was what was the point of the signing? But when you see that, what does this tell you about the tackle situation? Are, do you feel good about hearing this? Yeah, it's, it's no different from what I said earlier about, you know, what it would what it's going to look like. And so we know Donovan Smith is the left tackle. Jawan Taylor is the right tackle. And I've said that, you know, obviously during camp and, and, and you know, OTAs, uh, many camps, probably getting into some camps, he's going to get some reps at left tackle. And, and he should. You know, we, we, we discussed this because – why? Because he's a very – very athletic uh, tackle that we got here. There's a reason we got him. There's a reason we got him and signed him for $80 million or $60 million or whatever it is that we got him for, a, a boatload of money. And so we want to see his versatility. And so we're going we to see it. Eddie's going to try it out. So we don't want just a one-trick pony him being on one side. We talked about him going you know, to the left side also, uh, just getting some reps. And the thing is, that's part of like the contingency plan, right? That's the thing if you know we're sitting there saying, hey, Donovan Smith is here. For this this one year deal, he's gone after this one year. We may move Juwan Taylor over to left if that's the contingency plan. And so, I don't think is that we need to look into it any more than what it is, right? Because you know we see see him see minute, and he said, "Hey, Donovan Smith has a boatload of <laughs> games under his belt, playing extremely well at left tackle. So he's the left tackle. Juwan's the right. Juwan's gonna get some some uh, some reps." Lucas Niang is getting something right. So it's all about, you know, you're looking at depth and you're going to make sure if guys, something happened, right? You you always got to have, you know, a plan in place if everything doesn't work out or somebody gets hurt. And so I think that, you know, this is just something that is practical that you should do. Uh, and so I think it's what it is. And from, can you talk to us from, from, from a point of, you know, you playing in the NFL? So like OTAs, this is the time to do this kind of stuff, right? To get you out those reps at left tackle because once training camp and, you know, preseason starts, you're going to want these guys to be playing this positions they're going to be playing during the season. It's like OTA is kind of the the spot to try out these type of things, right? These wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it, during this time is what, like you said, you want to try it now where a guy can get those reps. We know Jawan has been cemented over here, played a, a ton of ball at right tackle. He's He has that down. He could, he could play that. Eyes closed, probably one leg. He, he, he'll know the technique and what he needs to do, right? The same is, okay, well, look, let him get him something that he hasn't done a lot of, okay? And that is left tackle. So now let's work him in. Let's let him get a little bit of this where he's comfortable if he needs to be in a situation that he may have to move over, right? Uh, and so, like I said, if, if something happened to the Donovan and, and, you know, we need to move Jawan over to left tackle, shoot. Hey, he's had he has reps. He's getting that he's getting all that experience right now. And so this is the best time to learn it. No, no doubt about it. OTAs, mini camps is a time that guys learn certain positions. Like we just talked about Jerry Ely, right? He moved from right running back to wide receiver. And the thing is, you start doing that when you get into, you know, training camp and all those different things. You don't want to do it in midseason. Be too late at that moment. So, you know, go ahead and do those things right now. That's the best time to do it. Yeah, well, that was that was a story he told, right? Where he uh, running back, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh, "We actually want you have a receiver." What's it got a training camp? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, look, but also too, that's that. that I always go back to this: the more you, the more you can do, the better off you're going to be. And so, what this is doing is giving the Chiefs an advantage on the offensive line because now you have uh, 
athletic guys that could do multiple positions, right? Right tackle, go to left tackle, okay? Uh, hey, we know guys over here that, that played right guard. He might get him some reps on left guard, okay? So you have those swing guys that could come in and do those things. And so, yeah, man, it just, it just makes sense. It just makes sense to go ahead and do that. Yeah. So, so when you hear this, you don't see like, oh man, Thomas Smith doesn't look good at left tackle. Juwan Taylor's getting reps now. You don't hear, you don't hear that at all, right? Because no. that, that's what a lot of Chief fans are thinking. No, we just heard, we just heard Andy just talk about that both these guys got a boatload of experience <laughs> under their belt, right? So yeah. they both very proficient in what they do. Mm. So not at all. I I didn't take it as that whatsoever. Sure, mm. what he's doing is just he's just talking about what he sees in practice, mm. right? You can't look at everything like, oh, man, what? What, what does he mean by that? Oh, is that Juwan going over the left? No, it don't have to necessarily be that. Just saying like, hey, we're going to get him some reps over the left. What we talked about before when he brought him in. And so, hey, now we got a left tackle here, Juwan Smith, uh, the, uh, Donovan Smith. Didn't know we was going to get him. Was looking for a guy in the draft. Didn't get the guy in the draft. Donovan Smith, uh, Smith fell into our lap. He's a left tackle. Juwan is going to get some rep, left tackle too. This is what we promised. We said he could do that. When we talked about when we signed him coming from Tampa, we said, I'm sorry, Jacksonville, we said that's what he can do. Donovan played in Tampa, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But they would say, Juwan, he can do that. Okay. So that was good. You, you're getting the value in money from versatility. Yep. So, and you're also seeing what you got in um, Lucas Niang as a potential backup at the at the tackle spot. Right. Well, yeah, you got to make sure he's healthy, right? And just get him some reps. See if he's healthy. Get yep. him some reps. So that's it's the smart thing to do. Yeah. I I knew I, I had a I know we talked we've talked ad nauseum about the tackle situation, but I, I had to bring you on into this conversation because there's too many people who are just like jumping off the deep end when they when they heard that Jawan Taylor was uh was getting reps at left tackle. That's, yeah, really? I, I, yeah. I, I just looked at when when I think it was uh uh Charles Goldman, he po- posted an article about this. Um and I just saw the comments on there, people just like, you know, oh you know. You know, do do what they do. You know, and I, and I get it. You know, everyone's everyone yeah, everyone's scared about protecting Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's very you know they they know that's the that's the end games to protect him. So whoever it is, but they jump to conclusions as uh, thinking Donovan Smith isn't getting the job done already, and that's why Jawan Taylor is playing left tackle. Man, it's so early. It's too early for all of that. <laughs> well, you know, you, hey, listen, you can speculate all you want to. We'll know opening day who was the left tackle. Okay. Going into camp, we know that Donovan Smith is penciled at the left tackle. Yep. And so if anything happens in between then and whatnot, then so be it. Mm. But it's not, it's, it's not really news. Ain't no big, ain't no big deal. Yeah. Like I said, it's big red is just he just commenting on what he sees, man. And he's giving guys some some reps over here. Yeah. So and like yeah. you said, this is the time to do that. It's the best time to do it right now. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I I know you're gonna provide some, you know. Give everyone to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know everybody was up in arms. Well, <laughs> Not a lot of people, but I saw a good amount of Chiefs Twitter talking about how Donovan Smith was, or, was already a bus pickup because of because of this. So, well, they say a lot, right? There's going to be a lot of they. There's going to be a whole lot of different things. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, this this brings us to our uh, our next topic, uh, our weekly DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes update. D Hop is an elite guy. You and I would want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right right away. It makes sense to go get D Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D Hop. D Hop. 
the Kansas City Chiefs around the clock, they trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? D Hop, that's who I would want. Shoot, why would I? <laughs> I'm like, hey, D Hop, before you even name anybody else, D Hop. Now, I think as of yesterday, DeAndre Hopkins is officially a free agent, and there are some developing stories on this, uh, but this is kind of going back to the same old, same old Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh, so according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs have emerged as the front runners in the pursuit of star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Both teams are, quote, in an arms race for uh, to secure the services of the talented receiver uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But the issue for both teams, as we speculated, is uh, cap space. Buffalo has around $1.5 million in cap space. Chiefs have just under a million in cap space. Both are the bottom two in the league as far as money um, to pay uh, DeAndre. Uh, but Chiefs and Buffalo, I'm sure they can play, you know, salary cap gymnastics and get uh, DeAndre Hopkins on board. Um, but both teams were the only two teams that were really in talks with uh, with Arizona before the draft to try to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And this is a report that came out from Albert Breer. This is really interesting. Uh, this broke yesterday. Uh, Chiefs were making progress with DeAndre Hopkins on a contract uh, negotiation. But once the Ravens paid OBJ about $15 million guaranteed on that one-year deal, that's when everything kind of imploded with Hopkins. Um, so with this new news coming out that we were actually, when, around the time when we started this whole DeAndre Hopkins update, we were actually in play for DeAndre Hopkins, but Buffalo threw a, threw a little grenade in there and exploded that, Baltimore did. Um, wh- what do you make uh, of this, um, the fact that we were the team uh, that had actually contractual talks with him Um before that OBJ uh, contract came down. We, that's what we were talking about. We, we were saying that all off season, that, you know, the Chiefs are the one that was going to be talking to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, without saying, was going on different shows, was the kind of giving a head nod to the Chiefs a lot. Like, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Or, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, when he did the whole shake the head, don't say anything, that type of deal, uh, gestures. Uh so I think he, he always preferred going to Kansas City. I, I really do. And then, of course, I, this last time he got on, he was talking about Josh Allen. Oh, I love to play with a great quarterback. And so, you know, you, you already know you got Stephon Diggs, you got Gabriel Davis, uh, and he could be that guy. But I'm joking. When the last time we won a Super Bowl? Has Buffalo ever won a Super Bowl? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I was <laughs> – <laughs> Well, I was trying to think. Obviously, early '90s they had the the, the, the three they, straight where they lost, but right, right. But, but I shoot. Last time I ever checked, Josh Allen them had won a ring. Yeah. They haven't won the AFC Championship. Uh, them suckers ain't won. They won a lot of games during during the season. Okay, they do. Okay, and everybody, everybody can cry about all the other things. <laughs> they, you know, oh my gosh, things went fair and stuff like it got beat. No matter where it was. So, you know, you you could make. These things up, you can say whatever you want to say, but this is not shocking that the Chiefs were the front runners in trying to get in DeAndre Hopkins. I, to me, it just made sense. It really did, especially when you lose out on Juju, okay, and you still needed a number one wide receiver. And at the time, you know, we were kind of like we were deplete in receivers. We weren't. We had MVS. We had Sky Moore. Uh, you know, we hadn't had Rasheed Rice yet because, you know, obviously, in the draft. So we didn't quite know we was going to get through these young guys. Okay, now we had uh, Arius, uh, Kadarius Tony. Okay, but there was a question. But it was always a legitimate question about him being hurt sometimes. And so it was like, can he make it through the season to be a number one? Yeah, hopefully we want him to. Shoot, 
We love what he can do on the field. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And so this is not cutting at him by saying that. But, you know, the thing is, when you start looking at, at, at his history, uh, you know, he's, he has had injury. Uh, so, yeah, looking at DeAndre Hopkins, to me, was uh, the significant thing. That's what you should have done as the Chiefs. So it's not a big deal. I think it's what we, like I said before, we talked about this all season. So. The one thing, um, yeah. So like the with the DeAndre Hopkins stuff, um, obviously, we're, if we're if we're a team that's really interested in him, and everyone's talking about us being interested in him, forget about the we're gonna forget about the contract situation because in order for that to happen, we need to kind of create some you know some money out of that, and obviously yes. that that Chris yeah. Jones thing's got is gonna happen. The Chris Jones thing has to happen regardless of DeAndre Hopkins, so that's gonna have to happen. Um, so okay, so let me let me say this. Absolutely. The Chris Jones thing has to happen. Okay, we're we're looking for that to happen with Chris. We we understand we need to get him a long term deal, no doubt about it. There are still ways to make things happen to move money around to get DeAndre Hopkins here. The whole thing with OBJ, OBJ is going to the to the Ravens, but they they not going to win a championship. They're not. He's getting the money. He's getting the bag. Okay, he just got a ring when he was in with the Rams. So to him, it was all about the money. It ain't about him chasing another ring. He already he already got that. So that's why he waited out. The Ravens was able to, to sign that check. I think DeAndre, because he doesn't have that ring, I think it's the most important thing for him to do is to get a ring right now. You know, to be on a championship team. You know, going from Houston, going to the Cardinals, uh, to him, he's like, look, this is I'm at the tail end of my career. This has to happen right now. What's going to give me the better shot to win a ring and maybe even put some money in my pocket, right? And let's say he, he comes to Kansas City and wins a ring right now. That still puts him on the market for like another two or three years. Teams would still love to have a DeAndre Hopkins. Look, I've said this before. DeAndre Hopkins at 75% is better than a lot of teams, a lot of wide receivers, 100%. Okay? Let's just be honest here. And if we, I'm talking about guys that's making a ton of money out here. Okay? So let's just be honest. So we could talk about the you know the contract, which is a, it's a huge thing. It's the, the money thing is a huge deal on it. Uh, but I don't think I don't think to him that's the thing that's driving him fully in this thing right now. Okay, because we talked about you know Kansas City and the Bills being the two main guys talking about these guys, and we know what the cap space are. But he wants to go to a place that wants to win. He wants to be a winner. Like I said, that was cement his legacy. He's going into Canton. We know that. Him having a ring just gives him that extra oomph, right? It just it just puts up on him. But like, you know, now I'm draped with this ring too. I can just show my ring out. And I'm I'm good. So that'd be perfect. Kansas City for the spot for him to be. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Uh. So there's so one thing that came out. I think yesterday or today. I don't know if this is. Uh, leaks happen, right? It was yeah. um, an unnamed, uh, multiple unnamed NFL sources, guys in the league. Have come out and said that DeAndre Hopkins is slow, can't get off anymore, and just kind of, you know, he's not he's not what he once was. And they're saying that there's really not that there wasn't that much interest around the league outside of the two main guys and the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, when a report like that comes out, is that like, I mean, could that be one of the teams who's interested in him trying to put that out there to try to like get him to bring his price down? If that's what I mean, no. I, no, I don't look. We don't. Who who saying this? Is this supposed to be like organization saying this? Is this players saying this? Who who are these? See, when we have all of these 
anonymous sources and you know coming out and not putting your yeah, shoot, put your name behind it. If you feel that strong about DeAndre Hopkins, put your name behind it. Matter of fact, I guarantee, look, I'll take, like I said before, DeAndre Hopkins 75% is a is a lot better than a whole lot of wide receivers 100 percent out here. All right. I'm telling you right now. So DeAndre Hopkins, maybe not getting out of the jam. If he is slow and stuff like that, he's still gonna be a top 22, 25 receiver. Yeah. In the league. <laughs> hey, tell me, you can tell me he's not. And I tell you what, we've seen his numbers what he got last year. Okay. In nine games, was it Marcus? Was it nine games? How many games did he play? Yeah, it was not nine games. Nine games? How many receptions he had? I had it down here. Oh, we, I like, uh, I remember he had like 750 yards receiving, which had been second on our team. And like 79 catches, something like that. So they missed me with that one. I, I don't want to hear nobody say nothing like that when the guy's catching 79 balls with nine. 64 for 717. Oh, 64 for how much? 717. 717 in nine games? Come on, man. Let's, for real. This, that, cut it out. Yeah. I just, when people say stuff like that, man, that's just ridiculous to me. The quote was, NFL exec says DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have much left. He can't run anymore. Well, he probably went in the, in, in the running anyway. He's probably just saying that because he, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is like, nah, we're not com- I'm not coming to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, then he's going, well, what does he do? Then they're going to talk noise on him. It's almost uh-huh. like, you, you know, you hear, sometimes you hear dudes or people in relationships, right? It's like when somebody gets turned down, all of a sudden they talk about the person. <laughs> Oh, you know, her breast stinks. So, yeah, I'll, you know, she wasn't cute anyway to begin yeah. with. Well, what was you trying to cover her for? Why was you sitting over there trying to holler at her? Like, I seen you the whole night trying to holler at her. You know, you was buying her drinks. You was, you know, uh, you know, doing through your whole game out there, right? Yeah, doing she, ain't, she ain't all that. Oh, you know. uh, yeah, she ain't all that. <laughs> cut you straight to the meat. And you just, you sitting over there hating <laughs> on her. Because she didn't choose you. <laughs> I'll be not- honest. I, I, I've been guilty of that, JD. I mean, she's not that hot anyway. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's, it's, oh, man. But t- tell me where that place came from. It came from hurt feelings, right? It was oh, like, yeah. It was, 100%. It was not hurt. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, right. So that's yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, but I don't think I ever hated on like, oh, man, she ain't nothing and all that. No. <laughs> You know, you got to do that, man. It's just, hey, it is what it is. You lose out, so be it, right? Hey, you know what? Tonight my, is not my night. Or at least you know, I, didn't, I didn't get the highlight out with her. She didn't go for my full game. Okay, well, my you, mouth wasn't working that. You usually, that, that's more, more the defense mechanism where you're coming back to your boys after trying to, like, you know, at, at a bar or a club, trying to go talk to a girl, and, like, you, you get denied. You, you come back, and your tail between your legs, and, boy, what happened with that? It's like, ah, nah, you know, she, she had a boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, yeah, she tripping. I don't know, man. She don't. <laughs> um, I went over there, she was cross-sided for real, you know. So, <laughs> you know, she had to float down and stuff. I don't know, you know. Yeah. That's hating. That's hating because, you know, just wasn't with it. So maybe DeAndre Hobson, he wasn't with it. He wasn't, he wasn't taking the bait with his executive who wanted him so bad, he called up his agent. His agent's like, nah, he's not going there. I'm sorry. So, you know, yeah. it, now he probably those people. He probably said, "Well, look, we need twenty something million dollars, right?" Oh no way, we're not gonna get. Well, look, then he, don't even expect them coming because you're not winning anyway. So, yeah. yeah. 
another thing that was uh, interesting. Um, so at the same time as this whole Hopkins thing is kind of like perking up, you have this uh, Mahomes quote about having a deep wide receiver room. So that's what I want, I want to ask you. So you, we, we've talked about coach speak, GM speak. Uh-huh. But, I mean, is there something to a quarterback coming out and saying, oh, I think we have a, a, a really deep wide receiver room? Like, when a quarterback says that, does that mean, like, hey, like, look, the guys in the room I have, I'm comfortable with it, and that's fine. Like, we don't – is it more like I don't need another receiver or, like – man, because if I'm Hopkins and I hear Mahomes saying, oh, I love my wide receivers, we have, we have one of the best in the league, that's the deepest room in, in the league. It's like, okay, well, you don't need me then, right? I mean, I, I don't know. When you when you hear Mahomes kind of praise wide receiver room and how deep it is, what does that what does that tell you? And do you think that will deter would deter Hopkins or, or would that deter Mahomes from wanting Hopkins? No, you know, and, and he does. Patrick's supposed to talk about the guys that's in the room, the guys that's on the team. You know, he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins here. He, he's not loyal to him and, and no – frame and form. So he needs to talk about the guys that he's throwing the ball to. And he does have a deep room. He does with some a lot of young guys, a lot of talent. There's no doubt about it. So no, I agree with Patrick. He does have a deep room. There's a lot of guys that 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 can go catch the football, who can make plays, who can get, make guys miss. So he's been throwing to these guys during all season. So he's learned a lot about the guys that's that's in the room. So yeah, he's supposed to give him high praise. That's that's what he's supposed to do as a leader, as a quarterback of the team. He's supposed to talk about the guy, the single organization that's in the room and he's throwing the ball to. So hats off to Patrick Mahomes for doing that. You know, he's supposed to stand up for his guys. So there's nothing wrong with that. DeAndre Hopkins knows there's 32 teams out there. There's 32 teams that need him. That's how he looks at it. He's like, I I get it. I get you got a deep room. You know what's going to make it even deeper? Get me out there. That's what's going to make it even better. And so he knows that at that moment, he levels up the entire team. He levels it up. He levels the entire team up. So you can't never have enough talent. You just can't. You can't never have enough talent. I know we talk about ESPN, like, well, teams go and watch them and stuff like that. Shoot. Hey, teams are always trying to re-up. Teams are always trying to get better. You know, we've seen, we seen Philly. That's all they kept doing is reing up, trying to get guys there, trying to recruit. Because you're trying to put yourself in the best the best situation to win a championship. Because these things don't happen often. It's so hard to get to win a Super Bowl. And so the thing is, keep giving yourself an opportunity. Uh, but yeah, but but look, Patrick's going to play with the guys he's got in the room and he's throwing to. Because those guys are very talented. Like I said before, those guys in the room are not just guys. They're not chopped liver. We told, we got some first rounders, second rounders that are very good. We got some guys that was, you know, uh, top first round picks that are very good. And so he's right. He's right. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think it's in a similar, in a similar light, you know, it's the way we talk about it. Like we love DeAndre Hopkins, but we'd be okay if we didn't, if he didn't sign here, we'd love him, but right. we, we like the guys we have in the room already. It would just give us that an, another piece, another weapon to, to play with. Another piece, another excitement uh, that another toy, you know, for Patrick Mahomes and, and 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 you know for Andy Reid, so that that would be phenomenal to have him here. But if we don't have him, then hey man, the best of luck. Okay. As a as a player played in the league as long as you did, um, and we've talked about before, like you know last year with the edge rushers, uh, how you know you were like, eh, just just wait till about training camp. That's when you might see one of these guys sign. Now that he's a free agent. 
because and I guess and this is something too. That was an edge rusher, right? They have one job, really. I mean, obviously, there's there's different there defenses and schemes, but you kind of have one job. It's go get the quarterback. Receiver, how long could you see Hopkins dragging this recruitment out? And as a receiver, as a skill player, learning a, an offense like the one we have in Kansas City, yeah, how long should he hold this thing out and kind of uh, and wait on this? I don't know. I don't think it's really too much of a time frame there. I think if you, you get him signed before, you know, training camp starts is, is more ideal, what you want to be able to do. Uh, but it's not going to be a problem for him to come in and learn the system at all. Uh, and so DeAndre Hopkins has been playing for a long time. Uh, once you get the terminology down, you're just going to let him go out there and play ball. And I think in this matter of fact, his athletic ability suits him this offense suits what he could do really well and so i think that's one of the things the great things about it is shoot patrick can throw the ball up to him he can he can go up there and go get it he can go up there and catch him between two or three different guys i mean i'm talking about we seen it just snatching the ball out of the air he can do some things athletically really really well just superb you know than most guys in, in, in the league so that's not gonna be an issue and a problem um because you do have a lot of the the freedoms, you know, you know, to run routes and get open. So I think that that that, that would not be a problem. You got to get a guy like that here before training camp, just so we can get used to everybody. That's it, and the timing. So, how, whether it's the Chiefs or not, how long do you see this this uh, this whole you know recruitment of DeAndre Hopkins lasting? Uh, you know, we talked about we get into June, and so now. Yeah, I mean, shoot, it could be, you know, three weeks, you know, a month. You know, maybe he's, he's getting there, you know, just to get all the bells and whistles. Like, you just got to get, like, acclimated to, like, where you're going in the building, you know, the whole staff, administration, like, all those different things. And so that had probably happened, you know, sometime this month. Uh, and so, you know, he, he living arrangements, all those different things had to go into. Uh, I don't – so – yeah, I'm, I'm thinking with the next few weeks, uh, because now you probably still have like another mini camp. I haven't looked at the Chiefs' schedule, mini camps as far as like before a training camp, at least, right? Yeah, uh, Chiefs mini camp schedule. Um, uh, look here. So we have OTAs for, mini camp. Yeah, so we got off season. Um, I know you got at least one toward the end of June, like mid June, nineteenth yeah. of June. Right. Yeah. So we got this the 30th of June 1st. Then we have June 6th to June 9th. And yeah, mandatory mini camp will be held from June 13th to June 15th. So that's the next, that's what next two weeks then. Yeah. So, you know, a guy like that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, look, he's, he's in shape. You don't have to worry about him being in shape. You know, he's a professional. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about any of those things. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So, so you say probably that within two to four weeks is when yeah. they'll be hammering away. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll see. And there's probably gonna be more, and there will probably be more updates by the time we meet again next week on this whole thing. More right. points. Because I thought that was crazy when I when I, when I read. I wasn't. I, I didn't think it was crazy because you and I obviously talked about it ad nauseum. But the fact that we literally had because we even texted about this, we had. A deal done with him, pretty much worked on, and then OBJ. When you and I talked about the OBJ kind of throwing that that throw the grenade in the uh, in the plans, and it did it threw a wrench and everything. Because I mean, he just, he, I mean, he got, I mean, he got his money from Baltimore. I mean, he got paid big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> he, he lucked out. Somebody signed him for that. He got <laughs> Ravens got him. So I, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Lamar too. Like he, you know, that was a thing. And they knew Lamar before he would have signed. Like, like I got to get somebody else here. Yeah. Like seriously, uh, you know, I know what y'all trying to throw to me. I know what y'all trying to do, but I need some other guys to throw to besides uh, 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 Andrew. Yeah. So, and Bateman. Yeah. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the funny thing is, had they waited to do this, I mean, obviously they they, they want to get this whole Lamar thing done. But if Hopkins was free agent at that point, they would have gone Hopkins probably instead of OBJ. I think just just based on a guy who's been playing, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd have been a good city for him. Yeah, yeah, but now they say uh, it's Buffalo and Kansas City. People are just trying to throw other teams in there: Detroit, Cleveland, or other teams. The Watson connection in Cleveland. And I think tomorrow with the June 1st cuts, Cleveland's going to actually have a lot of money. So we may start to hear a little Cleveland uh, rumors uh, go up a little bit. Well, it, it'll be a reunion, but they, them jokers ain't nowhere near winning <laughs> the championship. <laughs> they did not. But, hey, shoot. Hey, him and uh, uh, Amari. That'd be kind of nasty. And, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. That's right, yeah. Yeah. They'd have a good that's that that's also another thing too. It's like there's all the other teams are have solidified wide receiver ones. And I know everyone's saying Tony's can, can be that can be that for us, but like injury is a is a concern. Um and then but Hopkins comes to Kansas City, he would be instantly the, the wide receiver one. There would be no other like timeshare. Obviously, Kelsey is the real one, but like wide receiver one, he would be it, bar none. Yeah. Sure. I tell you what, man, Pat can make a, anybody number one. That's true. The ball everywhere. And we always, everybody keep talking. We, we talk about this. We know Travis is the number one receiver here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the one who's going to catch the most balls. Uh, so, but yeah, definitely. If DeAndre came here, that it would be a clear number one. Clear yep. number one. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep our tabs on that as we head to next week. So final topic tonight, wanted to ask you this. Uh, one of the most underrated signings for us this offseason was probably Drew Tranquil. The uh, the linebacker from uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers, I always San, San Diego Chargers, but um he made some noise this uh, recently on um what was the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Uh, Tranquil said that GM Brett Veach and head coach Andy Reid stopped well short of defining a role for him in Kansas City. Quote Brett Veach and Andy Reid's message was Drew, there's no promises here. We love you as a player. We love what you're able to do. You're super versatile. You're a total linebacker and can do it all. But we've got a lot of great players here, and you're going to have to come in here and earn your way. Uh, Drew, uh, last week when we started the OTAs, he was the and kind of advancing him to learn the defense. They were making him a green dot linebacker, so he had to kind of call the plays uh, last week. So I guess that's their learning, uh, getting him to learn uh, the defense a little bit. Um, but obviously, to anyone who follows the Chiefs, they know we have Bolton, Willie Gay, and now we got Tranquil and Leo Chanel, to the second-year linebacker. So pretty jam-packed at the middle linebacker spot. Um, but what I want to ask you is, when you hear this story um, and, and knowing the, his situation, you know, like San Diego offered – Los Angeles offered him a good deal, um, big money. He said no. They ended up going to get, um, I, think, I think, Eric Kendricks uh, to be their linebacker. Um, and he ended up, you know, kind of sitting down in the market, not getting that big interest. He ends up signing the one year, uh, $3 million deal that could be worth up to 5 million. Um, and he hears that from Brett Feach and Andy Reed. What, I mean, I don't know for, for, for a, a layman like me, JD, when I hear that, that a team really wasn't, didn't seem like that, like 
eager and I'm not, I'm not, also not paying you big bucks too. Why would I, what, why is, why did Drew Trickle sign with the Kansas City Chiefs knowing we have a full linebacker room like that? And also like, it doesn't seem like they're that eager kind of to find a role for him. Uh, for one, I think it's the organization. Two is, you know, playing for Andy Reid. And we've been kicking their tail for the last few years. Drew has been over there. So, <laughs> can't beat them, join them, right? <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, but I think it's, it's, you know, what it is, I think he, he sees that there's, you know, when, you, when you're discussing this with your agent, uh, you, you kind of see who who is up, you know, who, who might be available, who might be on the chopping block, who might be coming up as far as free agent-wise. Uh, and so I think any of them is just – what they're doing is they're, they're having and putting in an environment for competition. I think it's what it is. I, I think they're – it's a breeding ground now in, in Chiefs Kingdom for linebackers to be competitive, right? And so I've always said this, competition breeds excellence. It really does. And so we know this. We know one thing it does. It, it, it brings up, you know, performance, you know, high-level performance in guys when you have people that are challenging, when you have people that are competing. You know, we're talking about just psychologically, you know, uh, physiologically, you get better. And so that's what the Chiefs are actually – they're trying to do. They're trying to put this out here and say, hey, look, we got these linebackers here. Drew, we can't give you a definite role. We, we, we love what you can do. We know you can play. We know you make make plays out on the field. Keep show, You got to show us. That's why we signed you to a one-year deal. If you're as good as we think you're going to be and, and what you showed in the past, hey, then guess what? This right here, you play to the, to the top of performance, we're going to reward you with a contract, being here with the championship team. That's what it seems like to me. And so I, I think because we know that, you know, Willie Gay is, you know, up on, you know, free agent, you know what I mean? That's, 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 that's a possibility. But everybody gets better with that. Everybody gets better in the room. And so Bolton, you know, because people talked about Bolton and this is, you know, what, what his performance was last year. And then we talked about maybe his weakness – I don't think it's as much of a weakness as other people keep talking about. It's covering, you know, uh, receivers and, and, and tight ends. I don't think like he, that. That's what he's not as good at is, is is his coverage. Drew is very good at covering, you know, guys out the backfield, covering receivers and wide, you know, tight ends and such and so forth. So that's a strong suit, uh, and he can blitz. So he has a lot to him. He has, he has man, he has a, a, a very versatile bag of doing things, man, and so. I think Andy them knows what they have in this guy, uh, but they brought him in because they wanted to compete. Yeah, now he does provide stuff that we don't that we don't really have uh, in, that, in that linebacker room. Um, so I think he, I believe he plays safety in college. He's a kind of converted yeah. kind of safety linebacker a tweener, which you know that's 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 adds something a little different to what we have in the room. Um, yeah, I, I guess when I heard that, it was like, because I remember when we signed him, we, you and I were excited about the, the the signing, but it was also like, but why? I mean, like, it's not really a big need for us, right? And then also you're hearing the coaching, the coaching of each and, uh, and Andy say like, yeah, well, we got guys, but uh, there's not really a role for you. It's like, huh, well, okay. Then why the hell well, did we sign you? Well, the thing is, so, we, you know, we didn't re-sign Harris, okay? So we're talking about we needed some experience in a role. Okay, we have Bolton, we have Gay, we got Chanel. 
All right. We've got a young guy in, in, in uh, Jack Cochran, okay, that is actually a pretty good linebacker. Uh, kind of looked up. He was like one of the most underrated linebackers out there, came out and free agent. And he almost is like a, you know, Drew Trample, you know, kind of guy. Okay. He could do a lot of different things. So that's another thing. You're teaching young guy how to be. A young guy can learn a lot from him. Uh, same body type and all those different things. And so Drew is going to be able to, like when I'm telling you, man, just he's going to be able to, to just deliver the performance, okay, and bring that level of the performance up in the entire room. That's what he's able to do. That's what any of them brought him in to do. And so Spags will have a great job, man, having this guy in here. He really is. Uh, and so we talked about toys on offense. This is a toy on defense. This is a toy that, that the guy is an excellent linebacker. You're not just getting a guy in here. We're talking about, uh, you know, a guy had 100 tackles last year, somewhere around there, uh, could do it all. And so that's, you know, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for to, to build this young defense up. You have a solidified guys, especially in that, that second level, right, that linebacker level. And, yeah, at times, maybe – some games, uh, the linebacker play could have been with so-so, possibly, right? Gay got hurt last year. He got hurt last year, uh, was out. And so the thing is, hey, uh, Harris came in and did a great job, tremendous job. Hey, man, we got we got Drew Hill, <laughs> Drew Tranquil here for $3 million. Damn. That's a hell of a deal. That's a hell of a deal. So, yeah, man, it's, it, man that, no, that's a great signing. But I know that's what Andy and them are thinking about is because all the young guys that you do have, you got a guy that, that is a proven veteran that can do all those different things, and it's just going to make everybody in that room better. It's going to make the entire linebacker core that much better, that much better, which overall talks about the entire defense being that much better, mm-hmm. right? So, Since, Yeah, and I, when, I, when I hear the quote that uh, Tranquil uh, says from what Veach and Andy told them, is that like a common thing where coaches probably won't show their hand as far as like, yeah, we got a lot of guys. You're going to have to earn, you're going to have to earn that. You're going to have to earn a spot. It's not given to you. Is that, is that like more or less like that's pretty much what the NFL, these coaches and guys say to players when they sign you? Well, I, I, sometimes it depends on what guy it is, right? Sometimes it, it, it's got to be the right guy to say that too. You know, if you say it to a guy who is, you know, that knows he's the, the stuff. He like Drew knows he's he's a, he, he knows he's who he is. Uh, maybe don't work with those guys. But Drew is one that's hungry. He's he's been behind eight ball, like you said, man, for a number of years. He he was being looked over at, say, you know, the Chargers for a while until he came in and started, and he did really well. And so, I think I read something he was talking about, like, hey, look, I've always been kind of the underdog, and when I come in, and it's all about competition, I went out. Right. Mm-hmm. So any of them know that they know the history of, 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 of Drew. And so, hey, man, Drew, guess what? When you come here, hey, we love what you can do. You got to compete. You got to compete and win. And so you come up here, you compete, you win. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to reward you probably with a, a new contract. It's how these things go. So him not signing in, in, in with the charges, uh, having a contract. And then, you know, some people didn't want him they didn't like him or whatever it was like okay we can do without this guy you know the chiefs was like hey come over here and find a home shoot come and compete over here because if you come and compete win a championship because that's what we've been doing for these past few years kicking y'all butt over with the charges we'll take you in okay 
win a championship, rub it all in their face, and then get a rewarded with a big contract. How about that? Mm-hmm. He's like, where I signed up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, when I heard this, I was like, you know, I want to, I really, I really want to ask JD about this because this is like so interesting. And, you know, you're the per, per, best person to speak to about this kind of stuff. So, yeah. And also, too, I, I guess for me, like when, when I take, when a coach is like saying, yeah, you got to earn your spot, they're also not paying me a lot of money. So I could easily, if I, if I'm not looking good during training camp, I could easily be on the chopping block. I mean, not, there's not that much investment there anyway. So it's like, you know, I mean, Nah, but 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 they they know with a guy like this, okay. This is what I'm talking about. His makeup. They're going to drive competition. They're going to bring out high performance, out of productivity, out of this guy because of that, okay. Because they are saying, hey, you know what, you know, you got to compete. And so for a guy like that, the organization wins because they know a guy like that stays hungry. They know that's who he is. And so it's good. It's good to bring a guy in, man, and compete in those positions. Because you got great linebackers here already. You got great linebackers in there. They ain't lying. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, Bowden and Gay and, and Chanel, they know they're great linebackers. So we're like, we ain't got to blow smoke up your tail. We got good linebackers here. We know that. You're going to make us better, but I want you to compete. Where do you, where do you, if you play with these guys, okay, and this is, this is what also, too, you got to realize is, you know, this is all for the future. Where do you fit in this thing? Okay. Do you play better with the fit with all these guys? Who, who, who what's going to be the combination here? Right. I think it's what the you know Chiefs are actually looking for. They're going to see the combination of the linebackers they put in that's going to be more successful. Yeah. And so shoot. Uh when I heard Bolton talk about him, and it, it just lit Bolton that lit his light too. He's like, Man, I love Drew Tranquil. I see what he does. He does a Great job. It's just going to help us out. It's going to make us even better. Bolton is the man of the defense. We know that. Okay? He's the guy. All right? And if he's talking high on Drew, he knows what he can bring to the game. I know linebacker, the linebacker core, man, them guys stick together. Man, they push for each other. That is, without a doubt, uh, the best way to get the most out of your players. Okay? is healthy, healthy competition. Yep. Couldn't agree more. It's going to just bring the best of everybody. Um, All right. Well, that does it for Chief Concerns this week, guys. Uh, But before we get out of here, uh, I want to give two things. I want to say, I want to give a shout out to JD's nephew, Chad. Um, Pull on for your brother. We know you're a a strong son of a gun. So, um, yeah. yeah, Toughest toughest guy I know, too. And it was a football player. I'm there, Chad. Woo! And I'm telling you. Bad boy, man, you cut on a dime, one of the best running backs that I ever had a chance and uh, the honor to block for. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. And play safety will absolutely tear your jaw off. <laughs> That's a fact. He has a couple of good videos. So we might have put one up with Chad hit some guys. Yeah, you did send that to me. We'll, we'll definitely get that on, oh, yeah. the, on the oh, channel. Yeah. He'll love to see that, man. He'll see this, man. He'll go crazy on this. Like, oh, shit. I'm going to set that in there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, love Chad. And uh, also, JD, we know we're both sports fans here. NBA Finals is uh, tomorrow. Uh, you got Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. Um, so I'm going to ask you, JD, who do you have in this series and how many games do you have this going? Oh, man. I think it's going to go with the, the whole seven. I wow. Do. I do. I do. Uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be very exciting to see this. It's very two 
very young, very good teams. Uh, they can light it up. It's going to be compete, man. It's going to be it's going to be good competition. So I just, man, look. And I was pushing and pulling for LeBron. I wanted them to make it. Uh, they didn't make it. I think they was wired from the Warriors. Uh, Denver's real. They real, man. They, they real deal. But Jimmy Buckets, that joke, okay, he'll come through. He'll come through. <laughs> Jimmy, my spot. This is my spot. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I think when it, when it all said and done, uh, I think Denver might have a little bit too much. I think they got a lot for them. It's yeah. going to be very hard to stop them guys. No, but I do think it's gonna go to four seven. Yeah, I, I um, I'm going Denver. I'm, I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna go five games. I, I just think, I think, my, I think Miami's gotta lose this magic at some point here. I, I thought they were gonna lose to Boston. The, the fact that they came, and I thought it was done after Game Six. I thought, I thought there was no chance Miami was gonna come back after that that heartbreaking loss in Game Six. And hey, they beat Boston and dominated them in the Game Seven. But yeah, I think the I think the magic's gonna run out with Denver. Denver's got too much. They're they're, they're, they're top to bottom. They can go eight guys, and they have a like, that's the best eight in the league. Them suckers, man. But I'm telling you, the, 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 every little rally that the Lakers had was giving them. They was just putting it out, and I was just like, "Dad, got it." Uh, Joe Kitch, he was hitting everything. That sucker throw everything up, and he was going in. I'm like, "What's, what's, what's going on?" No, so they've they've been on rest for a little while, so they 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 had some time. So maybe they're the first few games. Hey, you know that's true. That it it could work against them in that way. Yeah, yeah. But it was like to start going, and Murray start getting out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tough man. Oh, UK, UK, UK boy, yeah. All right, well, we hope you guys enjoyed the NBA Finals. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, hopefully next time this week we'll have some DeAndre Hopkins news and uh, maybe we'll be finding out what jersey he's going to be wearing in Kansas City. Huh? <laughs> can't, you can't be wearing number 10. It's Pacheco's number unless they work out a little, little friendly little deal where he gets that number 10. But that'll be a conversation for next week. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.